0: One of the, the hospitals I've worked for prior to Citrix was Seattle Children's Hospital. And when, when I would go and shadow the clinicians in clinic, it was the same thing I'm hearing from our customers and our health systems today. And that is, um, I don't know where to go to find my tools.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Umbrado with HIMSS, and I'm with Jake Hughes, Principal Solutions Engineer at Citrix. Welcome, Jake.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here.
1: Right. So, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about simplifying the clinical experience as part of the digital transformation journey. So, Jake, my first question to you is over the past year, what challenges have you seen develop in healthcare?
0: It's been a challenging year, I think, for a lot of industries. But when I look at the spread of healthcare customers across Citrix, they're hit especially hard um, due to the pandemic and the challenges as we articulate through it you'll hear me talk about. And I I say that because they were the front line. Their clinicians were, uh, as we saw in the media, any of us that have family members that are part of the healthcare system know how hard the clinicians were hit uh, in responding to it. But they also faced the same technical challenges that everybody else faced as far as sending workers remote, establishing new technology systems to support the new ways to work. And it introduced new challenges requiring a rapid deployment of a bunch of different technical solutions that many were temporary or geared to be temporary, but they had to come online very quickly. And as we're starting to see now, you know, a year and a half later, these temporary solutions as a side effect to what happened with the pandemic and the different ways that organizations are working now are having to become permanent. We've got things like remote working. Many of of the customers of Citrix in the healthcare space are permanently moving large chunks of their user population, obviously not the clinicians, but they're moving large chunks of their user population remote permanently, shutting down offices. These solutions that came out as, we need to get through the pandemic, are now being relied on to be uh, a permanent solution. Telemedicine and telehealth was another huge jump as far as a technology gap that needed to be solved quickly. Uh, I have customers that had two, three, four hundred percent increase in telehealth visits during the early days of the pandemic. And this is another thing that's here to stay. This is a technology challenge that a permanent solution has to be put in place for. And finally, the, the clinics and the providing of healthcare and being near the patients moved to everywhere, whether it was a vaccination clinic or going out to rural areas to provide care to folks that couldn't come in because of the pandemic challenges. We saw our healthcare industry start to move out from the hospital properties and really shift to a healthcare anywhere position. Those challenges that they had to respond to and, and the responses that they gave really are now starting to be looked at and starting to be decided whether it is a true permanent enterprise level solution.
1: Right. And the pandemic really created a lot of havoc. And, uh, you know, as you said, so how have the traditional approaches to solving these challenges you know, been successful or have fallen short?
0: What we see across the industry is, is a lot of the traditional, I'll even put some of them under the umbrella of old school ways of responding to some of the needs, remote work or remote clinics or being out in the field, telehealth, telemedicine. Uh, it was a lot of the same solutions that we've attempted and put to the industry before. Uh, and for the same reason that they didn't take off before, they're not taking off now or they're providing challenges. So solutions such as VPN, hotspots for network connectivity out in a remote clinic, Zoom even, we saw the, the security challenges of adopting solutions that aren't necessarily built for healthcare. So these are all things that were done in the past. These are all solutions that were put forward in the past. Uh, but now they're being cobbled together to support a very unique situation. And we believe at Citrix that, that a new approach, a different approach needs to be put in place for these kind of new era challenges that healthcare is seeing. And, and what I've observed personally with encounters with healthcare through family members that have been there and I've, I've witnessed or through family members, I've got two um, nurses in the family. Uh, Talking with them, what I've experienced as well as talking with our healthcare customers is the side effect of all of these same way of doing things solutions is more complexity and reduced security overall. So, a lot of the things that that the healthcare uh, industry as a whole was trying to solve as far as usability and capability has kind of gone south. And we're talking about putting these solutions in place permanently. But the side effect is that that productivity dropped from a clinical standpoint. And as these um, temporary solutions become permanent, the concern, uh, both at the industry level and at the Citrix level, is that the damage to the security posture and the damage to clinical workflow and productivity becomes permanent as well. I mean, users, both clinical and, and traditional workers, are consistently complaining of a lack of ability to find the resources they need, to find the tools they need, and have consistency in how they deliver care or deliver the productivity that they're required to.
1: So how, if at all, do public cloud trends in healthcare influence the complexity conversation?
0: I mean, this is one that's, that's been brewing for, for many years. Other industries outside of healthcare have adopted public cloud a pretty large scale. Healthcare lags behind a bit, but that tipping point has been, been met. Uh, Public cloud is being adopted, it's being proven as a valuable tool, however, there's another side effect here, and that is there are few to no healthcare organizations, especially our larger systems that we support, healthcare systems that we support, that are going full public cloud, so shutting down their data center, moving all of their resources to a public cloud, and bringing them all back online. What this means is that the complexity is actually increasing in that uh, aspect as well. So, for example, now I have my primary data center. I may have a DR data center, and I have resources, data center, if you will, in public cloud. So my, my security posture, the challenges of delivering the applications now from all over the globe, if you will, to my users has increased quite a bit. So this this takes that complexity that I'm talking about from the pandemic era or from other uh, pressures on the hospital or, or health system and multiplies it even more um, from a threat landscape and from a delivery of, of a resource landscape.
1: Great. Right. So you mentioned workflow complexity. You know, Can you give examples of where this causes issues? I'll draw on
0: personal experience. Uh, I Prior to joining Citrix, I was in the healthcare industry for about 15 years, witnessed a lot of these things in my past life, and again, through encounters, through family members of being in and watching care be provided to family members, listening to my family members that are nurses, it's a fragmented experience. And so if we take the the clinical users, in some of the clinics, in some of the areas of the hospital that they provide care, they have multiple tools that they need. And these may be files, uh, they may need to print, they may need one, two, or three applications to provide the clinical experience that is top-notch for, for their patient. And what happens, and, and overwhelmingly the feedback that I'm hearing consistently today, is that the, the systems are so difficult to figure out how to find the resources. They may work uh, just fine, the resources may come up when when you locate them, but having to find a file through one method, a web uh, application through another method, method. the EHR through yet another method becomes kind of an IT back pressure. It becomes this confusing lack of consistency, lack of of, uh, continuity at the point of care that does one very dangerous thing in healthcare and that is distract the clinician. And that's what I hear overwhelmingly. There was one experience um, that I heard through a colleague Uh, that they were personally in the hospital, so they were uh, inpatient, and they routinely witnessed the clinicians writing all of the information that should be going into the EHR uh, on a piece of paper while standing next to a computer that was there designed for them to enter it at point, point of care. When he asked why they were doing this, their response was to the theme of what I'm talking about, it's too hard to get in and do it here I'll do it later or at the end of the shift. This introduces all types of challenges. If we we move outside of the clinical user, it's very similar, especially now that we have so many remote uh, supporting employees, be it IT or HR, uh, even marketing in, in the hospital systems, they have an even more complex environment now as well because they have to connect through a vpn or they have their own device which doesn't have the same levels of access that maybe a corporate device would uh, or they have problems while they're working at home how do they get support in a timely fashion this is another ramp up of complexity that detracts from their productivity and ripples into the, the clinical space And I mean, the remote worker thing, I don't want to skip over that or or just kind of glance over that too much. It is a major trend in every industry, healthcare included, and the challenges of sending workers remote, but giving them all of the assets and the resources that they need to do their, their job is difficult and can introduce a security nightmare. That's where we have a vision of simplifying that, kind of consolidating that environment and um, taking out the complexity and the security challenges.
1: Great. So how does the Citrix approach address the issue of fragmented resources and tools? I'll
0: paint a picture from a clinical point of care standpoint, uh, and that is resource aggregation. And this is, this is something that I have a passion for. One of the, the hospitals I've worked for prior to Citrix was Seattle Children's Hospital. And when when I would go and shadow the clinicians in clinic, it was the same thing I'm hearing from our customers and our health systems today. And that is, um, I don't know where to go to find my tools. There's too many places and the more tools that are added, healthcare is, is an increasingly complex. As more tools are added it fragments the user experience and pretty soon they start doing things like using paper or doing shortcuts or workarounds within their workflow to get around it so our vision is to take all of their tools take their files take their web apps take their ehr take anything that they need to provide the care and to concentrate on the patient that they're interacting with and put it in one location we call this the workspace So we put all of the resources they would need in this in this workspace, and we take it a step further. It's one thing to to get access to uh, the applications that you need to launch them quickly and be able to log in and consume the resources, but we believe in um, taking that that experience and bringing going further with it and bringing their work to them, guiding them to the uh, work that needs to be done from any of the applications. This could be time off. This could be awareness that a patient has been roomed, but really bringing to them a feed of information that tells them what's going on. And if they need to get further access and launch applications, they can't. This is kind of the next generation of, of Citrix Vision.
1: So you mentioned guiding clinicians to work. Can you elaborate on what you mean?
0: This is probably one of the most exciting pieces of, of what I believe we can do and what Citrix believes that we can do for the clinicians and for the healthcare industry as a whole. And this goes well beyond healthcare, but I think it has a very special meaning in healthcare. So what we've done is we've taken the um, workspace that I mentioned before that has all of the resources that they need, and we've added a feed to it. So social media um, defined uh, a long time ago and really uh, demonstrated that a feed of information. So think of a Facebook or even a Twitter or something like that, where information is coming to you that you've subscribed to at the time that you need to see it. And you can use it, you can consume it, or you can move on past it. So we've added a feed to our workspace and we tie in to all of the other applications. This could be um, EHR, this could be the HR systems for time off. This could be all types of scenarios. We don't replace those applications, but we take the atomic units of work, the the actionable things that need to happen in uh, these systems, and we bring it to the user's workspace. They don't have to leave that workspace that has all the resources, that allows them to gain the muscle memory to know where uh, their tools and their resources are. We bring the units of work that they need attention to at the right place at the right time. So the the situational awareness that specifically for the clinicians this gives, it allows them to know that when information that is pertinent to them is needed to be seen, it's not in email, it's not in a text message, it's in that same area that they're consuming the resources that help them uh, at the point of care. So for a couple of examples, so HR systems. Uh, A lot of times, especially with nurse scheduling, there's a lot that goes on behind scheduling nurses, uh, picking up a shift, being assigned a shift. These are things that typically you have to go to your email or you get a text about, or you have to log into an application such as Kronos or even Workday um, to, to gain this information. We have the ability to take when you get an assigned shift, or if there's a shift that needs to be assigned, we can put it in the feed of the nurses that are directly targeted, with that need. Or we can tell them, yes, you, you have been assigned a shift. This is where you'll uh, report to tomorrow. Beyond that, we can get as far as situational awareness of admitting patients. So I go into the hospital uh, and check in at the front desk for a clinical encounter. And my care team back in the team room, in their uh, feed, gets the situational awareness notification that I have checked in and I'm in the waiting room. And maybe next they get a pop on their feed that says, I've been roomed and I'm now in exam room three and ready for that encounter to begin. These are levels of situational awareness that they don't have today because they have to use so many fragmented systems. We simply tie into those systems uh, and bring it to them.
1: Great. So as we look outside the user experience, what other areas of complexity should be addressed?
0: As we start to refine and, and pull down the complexity and really start to remove it, uh, it, it crosses all aspects of the IT uh, complexity challenge. And what I mean by that is, is Citrix as a technology is impacted by just about every system within the IT space, be it network, be it storage, be it servers and compute. All of these things can cause problems because we are the, the front of the user experience. We are delivering the applications, the atomic units of work, the, the files, um, all of the situational awareness, we're bringing that to them and we rely on all of the, the other systems. So we've put a, a lot of effort, much like many organizations have, uh, many, many software companies have, we've put a lot of concentration in machine learning and artificial intelligence to begin to solve the complexity piece of relying on so much of the IT infrastructure and so much of the backend complexity and really beginning to distill down where is the problem. We'll never eliminate issues in IT. I mean, the complexity is just built into what IT has to do, but we believe that we can use machine learning and artificial intelligence to not only pinpoint those users that are having issues, maybe even before they uh, notice those issues are are, uh, being had and, and notify someone to respond and take care of it, but we want to take it a step further and automatically get as close to self-healing as we can and automatically take corrective action without human input uh, to fix whatever the scenario is. And we, we carry this from a complexity standpoint of the IT infrastructure for performance and user experience. We carry the same thing into the security landscape. And because we are the user experience, because we are the entry point for the user into all the resources and tools uh, within healthcare i t, we have a unique ability to see uh, and identify and respond to security threats. Again, using the same machine learning and AI capabilities, we'll detect things like ransomware. We'll detect things like uh, geofenced areas that shouldn't be coming into your environment but are trying to. Multiple sessions from geographically impossible locations indicating that that a uh, account, has been compromised and a threat is in the system, we'll detect those and take automated action to stop that threat actor from performing any of their actions within your environment. So as, as we start to uh, profile and we start to get behavioral analytics from a security standpoint, and we start to learn about the IT environment behind our systems that are supporting our systems and the ability to deliver it to the patients, we begin to get a book of knowledge that allows the healthcare system and the hospitals to respond to issues so quickly, as I said, that users may not even know that an issue is brewing.
1: Well, I think you started to, you know, to, to talk about you know, that growing threat landscape that healthcare has to deal with. Uh, you know, how do your solutions um, specifically you know, address that
0: threat? I'll deep dive on that a little bit more. And, and I touched on, I mentioned behavioral analytics, but our approach is to take the, the day-to-day activities uh, that users do in the environment and turn them into almost like a fingerprint. So we're watching our machine learning and AI is watching what is happening with the user. So Jake logs in at the, approximately the same time every day. And I consume a certain amount of files. I hit a certain number of directories. I do basic actions, even to the point of I log in from, let's say, Denver most of the time and then occasionally from Seattle. All of these things, we we begin to build a profile on that user that allows us to detect even those things that are not defined as a security threat, as a security threat. So i use the example of uh, logging in from from a different location. So let's say our security analytics knows that generally I log in from Denver each day, but within maybe 20 minutes of my logging in, I log in from Brazil. So obviously it's it's a geographic uh, impossibility for me to log in from Brazil at the same time. And so we're going to trigger automated actions that are going to begin to, to heal the environment, collect forensics. So we'll send an email to um, me as, a, as the user and say, was this you logging in from Brazil? It's similar to banking technology when there's fraud on our credit cards. This gives me the ability to interact with the security system and say, no, it wasn't. At that point, we take a higher level action such as recording both of the sessions to collect the security forensics, or perhaps um, we uh, disconnect both sessions, kick both users out, and then require an additional layer of multi-factor authentication to even get back in, uh, effectively stopping the threat actor uh, from gaining access uh, to the systems without completely uh, removing the ability for that user to get in. And we can do similar with ransomware. Anybody in the healthcare industry that's that's been working in the IT group knows that ransomware, specifically healthcare-targeted ransomware, is a significant threat. And with our uh, security analytics, we have the ability, because the users are using the file system through Citrix, we have the ability to detect when a potential ransomware threat is in effect and stop it while it's happening, such as disable the user's account that the ransomware is, is behaving on behalf of, send alerts to the security operations center as necessary to engage them, but really put a pause on that type of, of activity. Uh, and even, even things such as data leakage or, or privacy issues of information being taken out, uh, we can, again, through that that behavioral analytics and that fingerprint that, that we create on the user, we have the ability to de- determine that Jake has now downloaded 40%, 60%, 200% more than he normally does on a day-to-day basis, which, you know, increases the, the scrutiny of, of my session and, and my use. And then even go so far as to say, okay, now Jake is accessing areas of the network that are restricted, HR information, patient information that is atypical to the experience. So we have the ability to find these things and most importantly, stop them from happening without requiring user intervention or somebody's eyeballs to see this type of of event
1: happening. And that's all happening in real time, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, given everything we've discussed, how would you state Citrix's vision for healthcare?
0: For healthcare and beyond, our our vision is is very simple and I think very powerful. And that is that we believe that the employee and the clinical experience is so much more than collaboration or communication. It involves empowering individuals to focus on the work that's personal and purposeful to what they're doing. Things like providing care is what we want them to focus on, and we give them the space that they need to provide the best care possible without getting distracted by the IT systems.
1: Great. So, Jake, you said a lot of really great things. Um, some of the things that that rose to the top for me are that you know during the pandemic we had to rapidly stand up a lot of applications and a lot of platforms to be able to. to to do patient care, to, you know, continue treating patients. And that created, uh, you know, a lot of of complexity into the system that's, that's already, you know, complex the healthcare IT and uh, also fragmented, you know, patient care. So now as we're coming out of the pandemic, um, you know, looking at these technology solutions and trying to figure out what's permanent, you know, what's the new normal, uh, what are we still keeping, you know, we have to probably have a chance to step back and say, looking at these technology solutions, how are we, you know, improving security uh, improving usability, you know, giving the uh, the user the consistent um, experience that they need. And most importantly, uh, or just as importantly, uh, you know, still giving the clinicians, you know, that productivity and the other workers uh, who are now working remote, um, making sure that they're, that they have that workflow. Um, you know, you talked about having, you know, too many tools Uh, And and the solution being, you know, having a workspace that has all of those resources there, which allows the clinicians and the other workers um, in healthcare, the ability to do their work. Um, So cloud certainly helps, uh, leveraging AI and machine learning certainly helps. So um, to be able to offer that healthcare anywhere that the pandemic has certainly um, thrust upon us, uh, and, and it's really the next generation of those technology tools need to address you know, security, usability, consistency, and productivity in order for us to really move forward and continue to take care of our patients. Um, is there anything that I missed? I know you said so much in, in our podcast today.
0: No, I, I think you summarized it really well. The, the only thing that I would, I would say is, as kind of a final piece is um, we as IT supporting organizations, Citrix, as well as the healthcare IT shops, really need to focus on what the clinicians need, what can we do to simplify, and we're here and and ready to partner with our, our customers to do so.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jake.
0: Thank you. It was a pleasure.